We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm with you, Guru. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, let's get right to it. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker joining us. He does so every Tuesday at uh, at one thirty. Uh, we got a we got a great one going today. I think, uh, and we're just going to bring you right in, uh, Ross. There's a segment of fans out here that are, I guess they call themselves Super Bowl or bust. Meaning, if the 49ers do win the Super Bowl, everything's a disappointment, and dare I say, maybe the season was a failure. I say, to me, more important than win the Super Bowl this year is if the 49ers get back to the Super Bowl, maybe win around, maybe get to the NFC Championship game, so you can start saying, we've been to the NFC Championship game three of the last four years, went to the Super Bowl one of those years. We got something here that's going to sustain itself. Like, to me, that's the goal. Your thoughts? Good question. Um, I would say the people that are Super Bowl or bust, um, they're they're going to be very disappointed in life. I mean, they're setting themselves up for supreme disappointment if that's the way they look at it. It's weird, though, Steiny, because I think the goal is sustained success, right? Like, I think the goal is building something that enables you to be in the playoffs and make a run at it every year because actually winning the whole thing, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Remember last year's playoff games and like how the Chiefs came back against the Bills, you know, with 13 seconds left or how the Rams scored against the Bucks. Like in a one game situation, there's so much variance, so many things that can happen that quite often it's not really the best team that actually wins the whole thing. I don't know that the Rams are the best team last year. I mean, if Joukowsky Tart picks off Stafford and holds on to the ball, the Niners right. probably win that game, right? And then who knows, Niners, Bengals. So I think you try to get yourself in the mix every year and have sustained success. That said... I feel like there are times and teams and the Packers are one of them that are almost happy with sustained success Hmm. and they don't really do the things necessary to try to get over the hump like the Bucks 
two years ago or the Rams last year, which can be frustrating. So what I would argue is the goal is sustained success with the idea of trying to win it all. And if you see an opportunity in the offseason or even during the season, even like the Eagles signing Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue, you go for it. Because the Eagles are already having sustained success this year. The Eagles are already going to the playoffs this year. But what it's really about is at that point, you know, finding, doing any little thing you can to try to get over the hump for, for that playoff team once they have the sustained success. I don't know if that made sense yeah, or not, but, but that's what I think. Right. I'll let Guru ask the question here, but uh, yeah, in five of, six, five of the last six years, the Eagles are going to have gone to the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, go ahead, Guru. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very impressive. It's very, very hard to do. And every time you go to the playoffs, you give yourself a chance to win the whole thing. You know, the Niners almost won it a few years ago. They were pretty darn close last year. I mean, that said... If they think last year was a disappointment, right? Like winning at Dallas, winning at Green Bay. If that's a disappointment for Niners fans, then they're going to be disappointed most years for the rest of their life. Yeah, Ross, that was kind of what I was trying to tell Stiney because I took a big L a couple years ago. You know, I cited Andy Reid in Philly and him and McNabb not being able to get to They got to a Super Bowl, but not getting it done. And I know Kyle's young in his career, but 2019, I personally feel like, you know, they squandered that 10-point lead. And then last year, Ross, so I'm not saying he can't get it done, but if they were to get in the game again here in the playoffs and kind of squander a lead, my question to Stani and my bigger point to the fans was like, you can't just say he'll never win it, you know, but how do you grade or critique those close games to where they had the lead and did get it done? How would you answer that? Um, well, I would answer it that if, if they get to the playoffs this year and the first game they're bad and they lose or they blow a lead, I think that would be a disappointment. Especially, it's interesting, isn't it? That so much of this is built on expectations. Like, the Eagles have now now have Super Bowl expectations to the point where if they don't go, people are going to probably be disappointed. And everybody and their brother, even, you know, my guy Steve Fezzik, again this week on the Even Money podcast, my betting podcast, saying he thinks the Niners are the best team in football. I like the Dolphins getting the points mm. on, on Sunday. He likes the Niners. He thinks they're the best team in football. And it's like the hype machine is getting significant enough, Guru, that it's almost like if they're one and done in the playoffs, people are going to be thoroughly disappointed mm. now because they're kind of getting people's hopes up. So much of how you feel about a team's performance in the postseason or how how you feel about their season is relative to the expectations a before the year and b going into the postseason ross tucker joining us on 95 7 the game uh he joins us every tuesday and and that's kind of i mean basically what i'm saying is if if kyle shanahan gets to the nfc championship game and let's say they lose a lead and they get beat okay so what are you going to do, fire him? <laughs> like, like, what are you going to do? 
You got to come back. You got to come back. You got to. No, what I said, you got to come back and try to win it the next year. And like some, how many coaches have won it in their first six years as opposed to coaches that have won titles seven or more years into their career? Well, there's a bigger, I mean, I know you guys probably talk about it every day, all day, but what I think is interesting about the Niners playoffs is it really is going to determine like Jimmy G's fate. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if they win the Super Bowl, I don't think they're going to move on from him. If they get to the Super Bowl, do they move on from him or not? Man. I, I mean, don't know. Like, that's what's so interesting to me. Because there's like a scenario there where they move on from him, but then he plays well enough that some other teams really want him. There's also a scenario where they keep him. I mean, it's, it, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. With Jimmy G, because I thought he played pretty decently again. I mean, they couldn't run the ball. I thought that was what surprised me. They didn't run it very well. Now their running backs are banged up. Is Jeff Wilson banged up in Miami? I forget. No. Well, because that's the thing that really. Oh, yes, Mostert that's been banged up. But that's the thing that is a little bit surprising to me is that the Niners were so willing to trade. Jeff Wilson, and now they're in a spot where yeah. they could really, really use them. Yeah, no doubt. Ross, let me ask you this. We saw Dallas on Thanksgiving. We saw Philly Sunday night, and we saw the Niners Sunday afternoon. And, you know, every team at this juncture or part of the season has warts. But I got to tell you, Ross, I just feel like the Niners know who they are more than the Eagles and that run defense and Dallas sometimes not being able to stop the run. How do you size, how do you look at the NFC? Because to me, right now, if you and Stani said, Goo, you got to pick, I would pick the Niners. I would not pick the Niners. And I'll tell you why. They're just going to have a tougher road. You know, I think those teams are all pretty comparable. Niners. Cowboys, Eagles, maybe even Vikings. I think they're all really good teams. I think they're all capable of going to the Super Bowl. But that's why I would like the Eagles. I mean, there's a big difference, Guru, between just winning two games at home and, you know, winning three games, including only one at home and two on the road which is what it would look like for the Niners. That doesn't mean they can't do it. I know they won two road playoff games last year, but you really are increasing your degree of difference. Right. Okay, but right, let right. me throw this at you, Ross. And you are right. And you could say, Goo, that's recency bias. But the Eagles, what we saw Green Bay, what they were able to do, and I know, you know, the uh, Eagles got injuries on defense, but that doesn't concern you. Now, they can go get it fixed, but I was like, whoa. You know, the Niners run the ball. That's what they're trying to do. That Eagle game didn't show you something to where, oh, they might have some issues. Well, yeah, I think they have some issues, but, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, the one touchdown was after a long kickoff return. The one was after the A.J. Brown fumble. The other one was after they went forward on fourth and one and they had the weird quarterback sneak. Like, three of the touchdowns were, like, short fields. It wasn't even really on the defense. And, I mean, Guru, I don't know if you're watching. You're talking about running the ball. 
You know the Eagles kind of rushed for 363 yards, right? Right, but that... In an yeah, NFL Russ, game. I got you. No, that's spectacular, but it's Green Bay. They're done. They've quit. I get you, and and that was miraculous. The Saints? The, yeah. Saints were, the Saints were right there, and a questionable call or whatever from it being 13-7 in the fourth quarter. Those are facts. Francisco, and the Saints are even doneer than the Packers yeah, are. Those are facts. Yeah. Hey, Ross, let me ask you this. We're joined by Ross Tucker on 95-7 The Game. How much, did, how much did defenses do you think play versus the score of the game versus we are going to just to establish a standard or we go for a shutout every game? And the, re- the reason I ask that is because, like, to me, we lose sight of the – we get on – like, it's important – when you have a great defensive game, like the Niners did. You know what I mean? Like, those two yes. things work yes. hand in hand. Yeah. I think this is what you're kind of saying, Steiny. So I want to say this. There's a reason why you don't see 40 to nothing games in the NFL. Like, the Eagles scored 40 points. They're not going to win 40 to nothing. It's just the way it works. They're going to play defensively a little softer at times. Because they got, you know, they, they're scoring that many points. Or even like the Dolphins got up 30 to nothing on the Texans. But then the Texans came back and scored some points or whatever. Whereas the Niners only scored 13. So it was, it was more critical that they got the shutout like they did. I think I know what you're saying, which is like part of the final score is reflective of like how many points the team has scored. The Niners coming up big in the red zone a couple times is huge, but like I don't know. I mean, is the Hafunga fumble? Is that going to happen every time that he's going to you know right. pop the guy right like right at the two yard line and the ball pops out? Probably not. I mean, that was a great play by him. I love that guy. He reminds me so much of Polamalu. It's crazy, but it's all, that's not something you can count on. Or that Nick Bosa who I thought was offside, is going to time it up absolutely perfectly. Right. Those are some, there's some, there's, there's some good fortune there. Hey, no doubt, Ross. Let, let me double back to something you just talked about. You mentioned Mitchell. And, man, this dude runs between the tackles. We've seen it. But now he's out, Ross. And I love McCaffrey. But now when I watch and he takes the pounding, when he runs between the tackles, I'm like, ah, how big of a deal is that for the Niners that he may be gone four to six weeks, if not longer? Really big deal. Really big deal. You guys got to tell me more. The, the kid's name is Mason, the new kid. Jordan That's Mason. The other guy they got playing? Yeah, Jordan Mason got some carries this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he looks okay, and if they have him, they you know they must think he's pretty good, but he's not Elijah Mitchell, and I think that's going to make and, – and McCaffrey's clearly not 100% either. So that's going to make these next few games of Guru's greatest team of all time like a little bit difficult. They might not be blowing – Everybody out thirteen to seven like they did against the Saints. So we'll have to see. Hey Ross, real quick, you played the game. We asked our low Neil. We had him on the other day. When you hear a running back say he has knee irritation, is that is that like a red flag? Not good. Mm. I mean, there's only a few things that can call, cause knee irritation, and none of them are like nice to have, mm. right? Like. It sounds like he's got something going on there that's going to have to be managed. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not good timing for them to have to manage a McCaffrey injury while Mitchell's out. Yeah, right. I'll be really curious to see 
kind of how they go about it now. Even Jimmy G, you know, took that shot. I mean, they're going to have to figure out different ways. But we're about to find out what this Mason kid has. I can tell you that much. All right, Ross, we'll talk to you next week, man. Absolutely. See you guys. All right, Ross Tucker. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.